We never heard from him again. No letter, no call, no contact. That's very possible. That played a leading role in what happened. Oh, here we go. Two, seven, five, one. Five, 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 six, five, seven. This is it. I think it's an incredible story. I guess I kept wondering why everybody didn't address the elephant in the room. I'm Brian Dolan, and this is The Grandfather Effect. Hey there, it's Brian. I want to hit pause on this episode to ask you for two quick favors. First, don't forget to subscribe to and follow this podcast so you never miss an episode. And second, would you consider sharing The Grandfather Effect with a few of your friends? You know, word of mouth marketing is the best thing out there. And if you like what you hear, we'd be so grateful for you to help us spread the word about The Grandfather Effect. Tell your friends to find out more information at moodyradio.org slash grandfather. Again, moodyradio.org slash grandfather. Thanks. Let's get back to the episode. Endings. In fairy tales, people live happily ever after. In old westerns, the cowboy rides off into the sunset. The likes of Sophocles and Shakespeare brought us endings that were equal parts disturbing and bloody. But real life isn't exclusively like any of that. Much of life is unresolved. Well, sure, there's periods of intense joy and sorrow, but none of us can escape unanswered questions and unresolved pain. Perhaps that's why humanity clings so tightly to fictional stories. They're an escape from the messiness and brutality of our own lives. That's why I'm grateful for Jesus. Following him enables me to have hope and peace in the midst of life's struggles. His life, death, and resurrection over 2,000 years ago invites us to endure a tumultuous life with the promise of an ending far beyond what we could imagine or deserve. But as my family story clearly indicates, the Christian life doesn't allow us to escape the realities of sin, the generational consequences of brokenness, and the uncertainty of human relationships. So how does this particular story end? I've been working on this podcast series for four years now. Life, kids, work, editing, writing, recording, a global pandemic, all made it a slow journey. And the unexpected emotional toll of the whole thing forced me to step away for periods of rest and reflection. And yet here I am. I've reached a fork in the road that allows for a conclusion of sorts. And I'm well aware that you expect some kind of ending. So I decided to end where we began together, with my parents. I gathered the rough drafts of all the episodes and let my parents digest it, just like you did, with the same information you have. And this is what happened. What was your initial reaction when you got to my conversation with your brother? Oh, it was... Uh, I guess in a way, shocking. I didn't think he'd, you know, lower the boom, if you will, or, or be as candid as he was. Um, I could certainly understand his resentment for me not being there and that sort of thing. But the thing I keep coming back to and, and the, that I just can't remember is I don't remember him 
asking me to come help clean out the house. Um, I, I didn't know when they were going to sell the house. I didn't know any of that stuff. So it it made it tough to know to even ask. So so did you know that they were, like he mentioned, raking while it was snowing and scrubbing the bathtub? And did you know about that? No, no, none of that. Mm-mm. Somebody might say, how did you not know? Yeah, well, because uh, they didn't say, gee, come on over and let's get this stuff done. So I would have been there, but Yeah, but our well. initial reaction was we were both listening to it separately, mm-hmm. and we both finished it about the same time, and we both cried. We felt just awful. Um, it seemed it, we just felt awful about everything, and then well, let's let's break down what you felt. I, I hate to be so specific, but no, that's okay. I mean, somebody can feel awful for a variety of reasons. What about that discussion made you feel awful? Um, I felt awful that we didn't know that they needed help. I felt. Um, I felt awful that um, that that Tom was so unhappy, and we didn't know. Mm-hmm. I felt awful that we didn't know that their dad had been having memory problems for many years. We didn't know. I've listened to it three times now. And the second time I listened to it, I was angry. Um, I was angry because I heard something the second time that I didn't hear the first time I listened to it. And that was when Tom said that he kept the girls away from you guys, you kids and our family because of his unhappiness with or his anger at, at your dad. Um, and that answered a, a huge question for us. Because for years, we kept trying to have a relationship with them. We would call and invite them to come over, and, and they, were, they, for, they never were able to do that. And now, you know, now we know why. Mm-hmm. And um, I was also angry because I hope that if we had known that he was having so many memory issues— that we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have made such a big deal out of the birthday stuff that started everything. So then the third time I listened to it, it just made me sad mm-hmm. um, because I, I, it made me think of all the, all the years that were wasted because we didn't know. One of the moments that shocked me, too, when I was talking to your brother was when he described you calling and asking about the money. That doesn't sound like something you would ever do, no. but I I don't think he's making it up either. So have you yeah. figured this out? You know, I, while I don't recall, I, I, I must have called him and asked him about the inheritance since he was the executor. Um, but um, I don't think I would have asked it in the tone that that he— implied where's the money where's the money because I, I didn't we weren't in need of it um we weren't you know relying on it to stay solvent so it may have been more of a just a, a question about it but um that seemed to really bother tom and i i'm sorry it did but i i, I just don't don't remember 
making the call, but I, I must have given his certainty about the whole thing. So. Did you know they were cleaning out the house while you were waiting for the inheritance check? Did you know those two things were happening? Mm, no, 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 I didn't. Um, we found out about them clearing out the house when Tom showed up at our doorstep with a box full of pictures. Oh. That they had, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reason, decided that we should have this the box of pictures that he gave us. That's why there's pictures of your grandfather and grandmother. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had any. Well, and see, my my theory must, the best I can come up with on this was that you didn't know, obviously, that they were cleaning out the house. And the timing of an innocent call you made happened to have been the worst possible timing while Diane was scrubbing a bathtub. Yeah, could you be. Know? And so the convergence of the emotion of the moment, you know, we hear things we want to hear and we, you didn't mean yeah. to do it at that time and... Yeah, I mean, I must have asked out of curiosity, if nothing else. But mm. again, I don't, I don't think I was trying to say I needed the money or that there was any skullduggery going on or anything like that. I just must have just asked mm. when when to expect it, I guess. And if I'm trying to think about it from his perspective, not that he didn't make mistakes. But if they were raking in the snow and scrubbing a, a bathtub and you guys weren't helping, I would understand why he would be upset. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Which can, makes the thing more of a tragedy. When you can piece it all together in retrospect, why? Yeah. Do you think it's possible to repair the relationship with your brother or is it too late? Oh, I think it's possible, yeah. Um, you know, all the... All the times that we tried to have a relationship with them, we finally reached the point where we just gave up. Um, so we've, I guess we've always been willing to have a relationship. It's just after so much rejection, you do give up. So, One of my questions is, if one of the two of you, you, you and your brother were to try to work it out, who was going to be the one to pick up the phone first? Yeah, well, I figured it's going to have to be me. And and I'm not opposed to doing that. It's just I kind of wanted him to hear the whole story so he had a full understanding. And so it was a level playing field, I guess. And then I'm not opposed to calling him. Yeah. Have you thought about what you're going to say to him? No, not really. Uh, but I'm not above apologizing for my behavior and hope you would feel the same. Yeah, the, There was a bunch of things that surprised me when I met with Tom and Nicole and Kelly. Like, I was shocked that your dad never once asked about you or us yeah. in those yeah. 10 years. I, I tried to ask Tom whether he was surprised by that, and I couldn't ever get really anyone to nail down whether that would surprise them or not. How did, when you found that out, Dad, what, what was your reaction to it? Were you like, I'm not surprised at all, or um, it's shocking to me, or what? Well, in a way, I wasn't surprised, because if he didn't talk to us, he probably had written us off, so that didn't bother asking. Uh, but obviously, it's, it seems way out of the norm to not ask about your grandchildren. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, I, you know, you look back and say there were a lot of mistakes that I made, but 
you know, I should have should have called him a number of things, but he should have called me too, and never did. So I, I think for some reason he just wrote us off after that, what seemed like a relatively minor incident at the time, um, but apparently it was a big one. So, have you been able to ascertain now that you've heard some of these things? Maybe why you guys didn't call? Not that you had to be the ones that called. He didn't call either. Yeah. Um, no, I don't have a good answer for that. I mean, I, in retrospect, I should have called shortly after that when we got no reaction. Um, and more often than that, I mean, subsequently. But um, I don't know. I, I, there's no good answer because I should have. Well, we didn't know that he was having memory problems. So when we didn't get a response from him, I guess that's how we felt, that he had just X'd us out of his life. So, you know, com when, when you combine the not knowing about the memory thing and now knowing that Tom um, purposely kept them away from us, how are we supposed to know anything? Right. You know, and again, I think if mom hadn't died when she was 60, um, things would have been different. Uh, again, she was the linchpin to the family. We'd have seen a lot of each other. But, you know, dad wasn't that and was okay with not uh, seeing us. What do you think your mom would think of all this? You well, know? she'd be horrified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, again, if... Uh, situation was reversed or if she had lived out a normal life it would have been a very different story so. can you picture what kind of response she would have had if they missed a birthday and you sent that letter um yeah i think she would have apologized yeah <laughs> uh, and she wouldn't have missed a birthday so mm, yeah when you say she'd been horrified by it what would she have been horrified by and why would you feel that way well the lack of contact and uh, i mean she would have the family relationships going. So and that would have been a priority for her, I'm mm -hmm. sure. So but not the way it turned out. The Grandfather Effect is a production of Moody Radio and 820 Podcasts in partnership with WCRF in Cleveland and 122 Media. Special thanks to executive producer Emma Vandevelde, engineer and producer Caleb Gray, editorial and production support from Josue Villa, Scott Cruz, and Rick Hall. Additional thanks to the dedicated group of colleagues and friends who helped me tell this story. Dr. David Fisher, Nancy Kane, Dr. Mark Caleb Smith, Ron Eastwood, Mike Reynolds, Drew Smith, Jamie Buxton, and Janelle Nevels. We're also truly grateful for the tireless efforts and support from our colleagues at the Moody Bible Institute in various departments. This series also wouldn't have been possible without the gracious cooperation of many in the Dolan family. My parents, Bill and Sandy, my brother Jacob, Tom Jr., Marshall Jr., Nicole, Kelly, and Tim. I'll be forever grateful, and I pray for a full and vibrant reconciliation in our family. Most of all, I'm grateful for the patience, discernment, and wisdom of my wife, Sarah, she endured over six years of discussions, countless hours of audio, extra time away from the family, 
and more sacrifices than I can count. May the Lord use this story to impact the lives of my children and my grandchildren, and yours. Well, we're kind of really stringing this one out. We hate to give up an inch of tape, but we've come to the end. Daddy and I both send our love to you both. Here goes. Much love. <laughs>